Welcome to the Better Human Podcast. We're going to talk about Bitcoin today. You could say today's segment is the Better Sovereign, which is about Bitcoin, freedom, sovereignty, protecting your financial future. It's really about humanity, though. You're here because you want to be independent, free-thinking, critical-thinking, better human, and then you're going to make the world around you better, and your family, and your friends, and your community, and your work, and whatever you do, whatever gifts you give to humanity, you're going to leave behind better. You may not realize it, but Bitcoin is going to be a part of that future. Case against new, better technology. You hear everyone talking about the newest altcoin this, Ethereum that, DeFi this. And I messed around with some of that stuff. Early on, before I really truly had the Bitcoin epiphany, I thought they were cool things and you could pick the right ones and you could make money or whatever, but it's mostly just a casino at this point. None of them are better than Bitcoin. It's just almost a misnomer to say that. Bitcoin does what it does and you can't recreate that. It was a discovery. It had to kind of be discovered and you can only discover it one time. Kind of like discovering fire and then trying to like rediscover fire again. There's a quote from the book I'm reading, Sovereignty Through Mathematics, and then I have my notes here. This is a very complex topic. It takes quite a bit to understand this. So I'm just going to read through each of these and we'll see if we can kind of rap about it a little bit. This is a quote from Bitcoin Sovereignty Through Mathematics. Will some other token ever replace Bitcoin then? After all, more efficient protocols are out there. Short answer, no. This has been mentioned several times before in this book, but it can't be stressed enough. Scarcity on the internet was a one-time discovery. It was a one-time invention, and it cannot be repeated because resistance to replicability is the invention. Bitcoin's history and unique position is what makes it truly scarce and resistant to change, and these first 10 years will not repeat themselves for any alternative token. So a lot of people talk about it being an immaculate creation or an immaculate discovery. Bitcoin kind of came to be through a lot of different variables of adoption in the right time, the right technology, the right opportunity, cryptography, and these different things that converged to create this thing that was, like he says, it was a discovery of what the internet allowed. It was a discovery of decentralization and scarcity for the first time in human history. And this is why when you dive into this stuff, I get goosebumps as I talk about it. When you dive into this stuff and you start understanding it, you're just like, holy shit, this is probably what the early inventors of the internet felt like. And you had so many of the naysayers saying the internet was a fad, or I kid you not, headlines saying the internet uses too much electricity. Tell that to the kid in Zimbabwe that doesn't have a TV, but can learn because he has access to the internet and like builds his own thing and, you know, takes education into his own hands. I want to get to the energy argument of the FUD around and the ridiculousness of it. But just one more example of the people now with this early new technology, having no freaking clue what they're talking about. And it's good. Every idea should be stress tested. Every idea should be attacked from every angle. And Bitcoin's been attacked this entire time. It keeps getting stronger. These are my notes I wrote. People think Bitcoin can be replaced by something with better technology, but that's impossible since no human can create scarcity through decentralization. It had to be discovered and can't be rediscovered. And that's why no altcoin is ever going to replace Bitcoin. There's still quite a bit about the really hardcore mechanisms of Bitcoin and like block sizing and hashing and things like that. I have, you know, an intermediate understanding of it. I probably should go super deep, especially since so much of what I think about is now Bitcoin. The brand I'm building around it is it's very around, much around Bitcoin. And also actually I want to promote right now, bitcoinwillsaveus.com. Right now it goes to my Notion board, but I'm going to turn that into a website and I'm coming out with the Bitcoin Basics podcast. First time I've ever announced it. I decided yesterday it's going to coincide with the website. It's also going to be a podcast. I'm going to do probably like 50 to 100 shows of just the core basics of Bitcoin. And then I'm going to connect that to a library on the website 
and a large guide that's just very easy. So anytime you hear about a certain bit of FUD or there's a certain part of Bitcoin that you want to understand, you go there, you'll find a corresponding podcast, you'll find a video, you'll find resources, books, articles, etc. I'm also going to use it as a hub to collect some of the best Bitcoin information and content from around the web that I've consumed. There's amazing stuff that's being put out and more and more is going to keep being put out. And as Bitcoin grows and we hit Bitcoinization, which is going to be the basically mass adoption of Bitcoin. I mean, it's going to be 7 billion humans. Eventually everyone's going to be into Bitcoin. But you know, when we hit like 1 billion humans owning Bitcoin, we'll probably have reached a tipping point. I don't even know where to go from here because there's so many things to say with this and it really requires deep understanding of a lot of different things. But what I will say is people often ask me if you should buy Ethereum or any other thing or whatever. And my answer is no, just buy Bitcoin for a couple reasons. The most obvious reason, if you're buying an altcoin because you think it's a good investment, you're not going to be Bitcoin. Like it's not even close. You have something like Ethereum, which is the second market cap, you know, hovers around 3000, kind of dips down to like 1,000, 1,500 and up to like 3,300 now is the highest it's ever been, I think. And you have Bitcoin that's around 47,000 and going to over time, a million to 5 million a coin. You're just not going to see that with Ethereum. There's a lot of reasons for that. It's uh, centralized. It's manipulated. It's controlled. They hard fork things. They do things all the time. It's not truly decentralized, which is why it's the perfect example of what I'm saying here. You cannot recreate scarcity through decentralization. You can't just force that. It, ha- it has to kind of happen. And I sometimes think of the analogy of like a virus. Like you could create a virus. You could man make it in your lab and you could release it into the wild. But if that virus isn't really robust, it might die off early. Immune systems might kill it. It kind of has to be like just good enough to not kill the host, not to be too lethal, but be able to take hold and then replicate itself. And then eventually through just human interaction and the global connectivity we have, infect all of humanity. That's what Bitcoin kind of is. It's like a living organism. And it affected the right minds early on that were the nerds that had access to, you know, getting into mining and things like that. And then it hopped to the right, you know, business or entrepreneur or whatever. And it just kind of like has done this thing where it's hopped from mind to mind in a way like a mind virus that has converted enough people to give it this decentralization factor where you can't shut it down because to shut it down, you'd have to take every Bitcoiner and every miner and every node operator uh, alive today. You'd have to basically kill them or lock them up and not give them access to their resources and and their equipment. And it's just not feasible. It's kind of like saying shutting down the internet. Yeah, America could shut down all the servers and access to the internet in America. You would still have VPNs and stuff. So I don't even know if they could technically do that. But then Russia, China, you know, every other country on the planet, they would have the internet and it would be thriving and it would be just fine. So you could just like go elsewhere and get it, right? So Bitcoin is kind of the same way. It's always going to go to where it can go. It's like a hydra. You cut off one head, like you cut off the miners in China, then everything moves to America, North America, and South America, et cetera. Bitcoin is this immaculate discovery that will never be rediscovered, right? And that's what's so amazing about it. And even as I talk about this, I feel like there are gaps in my understanding of this. I believe this to be the case. I can't really explain it as well as I believe it, right? It's kind of like an intuition gut feeling. It's kind of, I don't know, it's hard, but it's all part of the Bitcoin epiphany. When you truly understand what it is, you're willing to invest every penny you have and maybe some you don't because you know it's the future for humanity. And that's what I have done. A short video on whether Bitcoin could be overtaken by another altcoin. Also my perspective on altcoins, uh, basically to me, they're just projects that are controlled by people, just like you would go into startup investing or you invest in companies. And there's going to be massive execution risk. There's going to be massive, massive human risk. There's going to be political risk. 
It's going to be all these things. Most of them can be shut down with a flick of a switch. You can go to AWS Web Services and shut down the primary servers that house a lot of these things. They're basically centralized. That's what it is. It is centralized. When something's centralized, there are multiple failure points of humans and or countries or corporations or whatever that you can attack or that are potentially a risk for jurisdictional or political reasons. If you're going to buy altcoins, you're doing it for gambling. There's not even an economic way to really study or understand these things. It's literally a guess. So it's the same as gambling. It might even be worse than gambling because at least in some games you play, you know the house has a 1% edge. When it comes to cryptocurrencies that aren't Bitcoin, you literally have no idea. Anything can happen. I mean, there's hacks every single day. There was literally a $600 million hack by somebody that said he was doing it for fun. And I believe he returned most of the funds, which is insane. I mean, good on that person. That's crazy. But almost a billion dollars just like escaped people's digital wallets in a second. And Bitcoin's never been hacked and never will be because it is decentralized. It is unhackable. So that's going to be it for today. Get on the Better Human newsletter and check out BitcoinWillSaveUs.com. I don't have the new site up yet, but I do have an archive in my notion of a bunch of different resources and videos to watch, things like that. So if you are new to Bitcoin, I highly recommend you get in there. That's going to be it for today. I will see you in the next one. Stay better. Yeah.